This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Saturday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steve and Strom. Here the Marlins drop game one of this series against the Yankees 9-4. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, tough night for the Marlins here at Lone Depot Park. You're in Miami on this Friday, August 11th night in South Florida. The Marlins falling to 60-57 and 57 this season while the Yankees improved to 60-56. and 56. Ball game tonight that featured Jesus Lazardo in the opener, Ian Hamilton for the New York Yankees. Uh, New York was all over Jesus Lazardo early and often in this ball game. Yankees win game one of this big three-game weekend series by a final score of 9-4. to four. With Jeff Nelson, I'm Kyle Seeloff. This is the 10th inning showing. Well, Nelly, let's start with Jesus Lazardo because we've talked all season long that as the Marlins starting pitching goes, so too does the ball club. And Lazardo tonight, three and a third, seven runs, nine hits, one walk and two strikeouts. What went wrong for Jesus Lazardo this evening? Well, out of the gate, I never really felt like he established his fastball. You know, he went fastball right off the bat to Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and then he went to the changeup. You know, you needed to establish your fastball, get in a good rhythm on both sides of the plate, and then mix in your off-speed. He started going to his off-speed right away, never really had the command of that fastball. And when he struggles, he has a hard time finding his slider, and he keeps trying to go after it. And instead of saying, hey, I got a good fastball I can pitch to both sides of the plate with, and also a changeup, I'm going to scrap the slider until I can find it later. He continues to go with that pitch, and he also got hurt in that fourth inning when he gave up those three runs in the fourth again with the slider. Oh, now look, Yankees, it's been a troublesome season because there's the expectations are always so high. But look, this is a team that can still mash the ball around a little bit. And Volpe hit the three-run homer and Judge hit the solo shot in the third. What did you kind of see from the Yankees' offense and their approach against Lazardo tonight? Well, I mean, when you have someone that's just fastball and they took the slider away from him because it wasn't – you didn't – we didn't see the bite, the, the good slider that Lazardo has down to the, the lefties. He also got into a lot of full counts. Uh, his fastball command was all over the place, so the Yankees were very, very patient, and they got pitches that they could hit. And a lot of sliders that were out over the middle of the plate, they were able to handle. You know, he got a break there, Lazardo did in the first inning, when he wound up walking Judge with one out, and then he got that double play, and then all everything, you know, you know came awry from him. He gave up that big home run to Judge in the third. <laughs> uh, you know, the Yankees are still, even though they're not playing well, the Eastern Division in the American League is the best division in baseball. Right. Every single team is well over 500, right. at least by four or five games. And, right. you know, who knows what the wild card's going to be? Who knows what the Yankees are going to be, you know, be at the end of the year? But they're still a very good team, and you can't take them lightly. Now, you also can't be intimidated by them either. I mean, you have to go and pitch your game. I mean, Lazardo's had a terrific year. If he would have established his fastball a little bit more, maybe he would have had a little bit more success. Kyle Higashioka, 3 for 4 for the Yankees tonight. Labor Torres was 2 for 5. Aaron Judge drew a couple of walks, hit a solo shot. Kiner Falefa, 1 for 5 out of the leadoff spot. Uh, now, George Soriano for the Marlins in relief. 
might have won the ball game for him tomorrow. I mean, he goes three and two-thirds, doesn't allow a run on a couple of hits, and that's certainly good if you need some bulk work out of the bullpen. Right, he did a terrific job, and I thought in that fifth inning, he loaded the bases with one out, and he got two key strikeouts from Cabrera and Isaiah Kiener-Falefa, and that was that was an inning right there. I mean, right. it could have all went backwards and even have been a higher score in this ball game, but did a terrific job. The three and two thirds, like you mentioned, a shutout baseball. But you hope they'll get length anyway out of Sandy. You know, you this is the guy. He's your ace. You're hoping to bounce back off of this one and get a win tomorrow, because then you have Garrett Cole going for the Yankees on Sunday, and he's probably the favorite right now for the AL Cy Young. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think it's extreme to say tomorrow feels like a must win or you're in serious jeopardy i know the young kid yuri perez is going sunday but again garrett cole might be the best pitcher in baseball you know you don't win tomorrow your backs are really against the wall force to try to beat the potential signing award winner on sunday it is i mean and listen they, they don't look ahead i mean we can look ahead because then you have the houston astros right. or might be playing the best right. baseball Gotta right now of here. anyone right you know, and then you go out to the West Coast and play the Dodgers in San Diego. They already know what's ahead of them, but you have to take each game at a time. Tonight was not their night. You're hoping Sandy can, you know, get back and get this team a win. You're going to probably face Johnny Brito for the Yankees, supposed to be Cortez, but now he finds himself on the IL. Johnny Brito, real good changeup, fastball, pitches up in the zone. Maybe the Marlins can take advantage of that. All right, Nelly, uh, sleep quickly, and I'll see you back here around noon, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, take a couple hours to get out of the there stadium. There you go. Oof, I know. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Seeloff. This is the 10th inning show. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game tonight. Scoreless through an inning of play, but that all changed in the top of the second inning, facing Jesus Lazardo with two on base, and nobody out was the shortstop and the young hotshot prospect, Anthony Volpe. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Volpe. That is swung on. It's hit high and deep left field. De La Cruz going back onto the warning track. At the wall. Forget about it. It's a three-run home run for Anthony Volpe. Here at the top of the second inning. The Yankees lead 3-0. So it was 3-0 New York after an inning and a half. But the Marlins would respond in the bottom half of the second inning. They got a leadoff single from Jazz Chisholm Jr., that was facing Ian Hamilton, the opener tonight. Then after De La Cruz popped out to the third baseman, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Jesus Sanchez came to the plate. Jesus Sanchez is batting. He swings and hits a line drive fair down the first baseline. It's going to chase Sean Carlos Stanton all the way into the corner. Jazz can fly. Benedict waves him around third. There won't be a throw to the plate. On his way to third base is Jesus Sanchez. It's an RBI triple for Jesus Sanchez here with the bottom of the second inning. And now it's New York 3 and Miami 1. And then immediately following the RBI triple by Jesus Sanchez was the third baseman, Jake Berger. Bottom of the second. Ian Hamilton still in for the Yankees. Here's a swing and a rocket towards the gap. Right center field. It's going to chase Bader all the way to the ball. Extra bases for Jake Berger. Flying in towards second. It's an RBI double. Now it's 3-2 New York. In the bottom of the second inning, we just previewed it for a little teaser. Aaron Judge came to the plate for New York, leading off the top of the third. Judge, that is crushed. High and deep center field. Forget about it. Where is this puppy going to land? <laughs> it is halfway up the batter's eye in center field. That ball is about as far as you can possibly hit it here at Lone Depot Park. That's number 22 for Judge. And now the Yankees lead 4-2. to two. So 4-2 to two New York after 3, or uh, after 2.5, I beg your pardon. And it would only get worse from there for Jesus Lazardo. He would... Uh, 
start the top of the fourth inning in a 4-2 to two ball game. And in the top of the fourth, Anthony Volpe struck out, but then Jake Bauer singled. So too did Kyle Higashioka. And then Oswaldo Cabrera, the switch hitting left fielder, started to tack things on for the Yankees here tonight. Burgers in at third. George Soriano is now loosening for the Marlins in the bullpen. Here's a swing of a line drive into center field. The base hit. That's going to play Bowers. That is a frozen rope into center field by Oswaldo Cabrera. And now the Yankees have a 5-2 lead. And making it 6-2 immediately following that RBI single was Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Count is 1-2 and two on Kiner-Falefa. And the pitch is smashed towards the gap. Left center field. That's another base knock. Jazz has the baseball. He'll go to second base. Scoring from second is Higashioka, the catcher. The Yankees have scored two times here in the fourth inning, and now they lead 6-2, and here comes Skip Schumacher. And Skip would come out. Lazardo's night was done. George Soriano came in. He struck out Aaron Judge looking, but then putting the finishing touches on the three-run five hit. Top of the fourth inning for the Yankees was Glaber Torres. Done. 2-0 pitch, and that is shot on a line. Left field. De La Cruz has to play it on a hop. That ball was smashed. It's an RBI single for Glaber Torres. Now it's 7-2 New York. Wow. 7-2 after three and a half innings of play tonight. Ian Hamilton went two innings for the Yankees, and then Randy Vasquez came in. He was into the ball game and going into his second inning of work in the bottom of the fourth inning. With one out, Brian De La Cruz drew a walk. And then Jesus Sanchez flew out to left field, and that set the table for Jake Berger again in the bottom of the fourth. And the offering is smashed towards left field. That's going to chase Cabrera all the way to the wall. De La Cruz has got to get going. Benedict's going to wave him. There will be a throw to the plate. It won't be in time. That's a pair of RBI doubles for Jake Berger. And so that made it 7-3. to three. After four innings of play here at Lone Depot Park tonight. It was 7-3 going to the bottom of the sixth inning. And into the ballgame still was Randy Vasquez for New York. And the leadoff man for the Marlins in the bottom of the sixth was Josh Bell. 2-0 pitch. Bell swings. High drive. Forget about it. Into the second deck in right field. Bell with his 15th bomb of the season. His fourth as a Marlin. It's 7-4. Unfortunately, the Marlins would not draw any closer in this ballgame tonight. Marlins pitching held the Yankees off the scoreboard between the fifth and the eighth inning tonight. Lazardo went three and a third, allowed seven runs, nine hits, one walk, two strikeouts. Soriano did a really nice job in three and two-thirds innings. A shutout ball tonight. Jorge Lopez worked a perfect eighth. Stephen Okert allowed a couple of runs in the top of the ninth inning. He allowed a bases-loaded uh, two-out single to Kyle Higashioka, the catcher. He had a big night for the Yankees. Played it a couple, and he had also had three hits at the plate. Ian Hamilton opened things up for the Yankees tonight. Randy Vasquez worked three and two-thirds. He'd get the win. Loizaga pitched an inning and a third. Tommy Canely pitched a perfect eighth. And then it was Clay Holmes who pitched a perfect bottom of the ninth inning for the New York Yankees here tonight. Final score, New York beats Miami 9-4. Taking a look at the totals in this ballgame. For the Yankees, nine runs, 14 hits, no errors, and nine men left on base. And for the Marlins, four runs, six hits, no errors, and three men left on base. Randy Vasquez, the winning pitcher, now 2-1 this season. Lazardo, the loser, he's 8-7. No saving it for Clay Holmes here tonight. Played this ballgame in two hours and 40 minutes. 
inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park in, third of, in, in front of, excuse me, 30,978 this evening. For the Yankees with a the victory, they're now 60-56 and 56 this season. For the Marlins playing their 117th game of the season tonight, another setback, they are 60-57. and 57. Yankees beat the Marlins 9-4 on the mound for the Marlins tonight. They piled up three, four, five, six strikeouts. That means 150 bucks will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the game one loss to the Yankees 9-4. Skip, obviously, you know, an uncharacteristic start for Jesus looked like maybe he was didn't really have the feel for the slider. Do you feel like he was really searching on the mound in this one tonight? Yeah, the second inning wasn't um, the, just missing location. The fastball was up, out over, and, and the slider, he, uh, yeah, it was just spun in the dirt a lot more than he's used to. I thought his changeup was actually good, but the, uh, yeah, the fastball location was just a little bit off, up and out over, and, um, you know, didn't really get any, generate any swing and miss, and um, it's kind of the story of the game. The last couple starts, some of the homers he's allowed, do you think it's more the mislocation, or do you think it's just kind of some of the lineups that... that no, he's... it's mislocation. It's no yeah. lineups. He's good. I yeah. mean, he's a really good pitcher. He just... Um, I don't know what what exactly. Um, I haven't talked to him. Obviously, um, he's a little frustrated, but I think it was just the the fastball in in the areas that you didn't want them in, um, and you know, good teams, good players are going to hit him. A third time, go A third time in five starts since the break. He hasn't. He's gone. I think fewer than five. Just seeing him as he's going. Obviously, he's already with the innings and everything. Just what are you seeing and what are you guys looking at with him as? He continues to He's on. still strong. Um, Velo's still there. The, all the pitch characteristics are still there. There's nothing that, um, you know, he's telling us that is, you know, an issue or he feels tired. Uh, it's just mislocation. And I, I don't think it's anything with, um, you know, him being, you know, over his innings or uh, career highs or anything. He's He works as hard as anybody in between starts. He feels really good. Um, and, you know, we're going to need him down the stretch, and, and I'm confident that he'll come back. You mentioned always, you know, starting pitching, setting the tone. Just how much do you need, whether it's him or just the consistency all around, just the rotation in order for you guys to just. Yeah, it's just because it's a trickle-down effect, right? I mean, it affects the bullpen, and then um, when you have, you know, long stretches against, you know, um, any team that you're going to face, it just, you know, the repercussion for the next day or the day after that um, depends on how many innings that you're using those guys, and um, it starts taxing them. So, yeah, we'll – I still believe Zeus is going to be okay. Um, I know it's it's been a, a couple that he would like to have back, but, um, yeah, they, they'll, they'll be okay. We got Sandy going. Um, I'm confident he's going to have a good game. So it, it, a pitcher like Sandy can reset the bullpen in one day. And um, and so I, you know, I'm hope, hopeful and confident that he'll do that tomorrow. Did they give you an explanation on where the buck was? Yeah, they're not setting. He, they're, they're not setting. So they go. They just come – you know, come to the uh, belt or wherever they are, and then they go. There's no uh, pause. And you talk about resetting bullpen Soriano again, three and two thirds, I think it was, and being able to get all that bases load with in the fifth with no outs. I think it no outs or one out to be able. Yeah, to just a couple going. walks that um, almost cost him. But other than that, uh, really, really good. Again, his slider is as good as anybody's in the league. Um, I thought his changeup at times was. Um, really effective, and he's got 96, so it's not like he's just a slider guy. I mean, he, he throws the ball really well, and 
what he's doing is you know keeping us in the game um and he did that for three and two-thirds five punch outs i think maybe um yeah he's he's doing great in every role that we've been giving him for a couple of doubles the, the ball just sound different off his bat He's one of those guys. Definitely tonight. Um, it was it was loud. Even the last out um, that he made was loud. So, yeah, he's. I think he's getting more comfortable. I think the off day, you know, just talking to him, just he could take a deep breath and, um, it, you know, because everything was the trade and, um, you know, it's, it was go, 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 playing every day, playing third. Um, and so I think, you know, he got to, you know, reset a little bit himself in a mental break. And, um, and yeah, I, he's – He's walked. He's taken good at bats, um, and you know he hits the ball as hard as anybody in the league. And uh, you see what he's capable of doing tonight. And that play a third where the ball bounced off the bag and just the heads up to be able to tag him when he saw the runner going. Yeah, um, yeah, he was just sitting right there for him, so it kind of worked out. Uh, I think I'm, I'm assuming, uh, you know, I don't know what he was thinking, but maybe he was thinking that the guy was going to cut Burger's going to come in and throw it on the run, and he wasn't going to. But once it hit the bag and caught, went straight up, he was kind of in no man's land, and um, that was really the only play he had. So you know, we were fortunate that that happened. I know he's saying, but Oker okay after the uh, party ball got him. Well, I, I haven't talked to him after the game, um, but he's he finished the inning, um, which is good, and you know, he kind of said, you know, I'm good. I, I'm, it squared him up. Anytime Stanton hits the ball and hits you, it probably doesn't feel good. So, um, you know, we'll have to take a look at it. Hit him right in the calf. So it wasn't ankle or anything. So, um, you know, hopefully it's just a muscle thing. Is that something also, you know, because a lot of times guys, after they get hit, they feel like they're okay, but they're running on a lot of adrenaline in that moment. Is that something just you'll keep close eye on tomorrow as well, just to make sure that he's obviously... Yeah, I, yeah. we, we ask about um, all the guys after the game, make sure everyone's okay. It's... The, when you stop walking on it is when it tightens up the most. Um, so we'll find out, you know, he, he's going to be sore tonight. He's going to yeah. be sore tomorrow when he wakes up. Um, yeah, so we'll see what his availability, availability is tomorrow. We talked about pregame, but just another homer from Bell. Obviously, it's not, you'd say maybe more of a professional hitter, but the power that he's providing maybe more than well, he hit the ball hard in Cleveland. He just didn't have any luck. So it, now he's getting uh, the ball in the air maybe a little bit more and, and having uh, better better luck. And, you know, the two guys that, you know, we acquired had some big a big night tonight. Um, you know, we just couldn't get anything going other than those two guys really. But, yeah, I mean, he's been great. Middle of the order bat, um, providing slug that, you know, both those guys slug that we really didn't have in the in the order. And um, when you can have, you know, slug, you know, up and down the lineup that's, you know that helps you know get you back into games and put those crooked number ups uh, up like we've talked about before. But yeah, he's putting up. Um, you know he he's hitting the ball you know really well and you know again the slug is what we hoped he would he would bring and um, both of them are, are providing that for us. Jesus Lazardo went three and a third, nine hits, seven runs, two punch outs. Jesus really struggled uh, on Friday night. Let's hear what he had to say after his outing. Jesus, I know that slider is such an important weapon for you. Did you feel like you you had a feel for it tonight at all, or do you feel like you were searching a little bit with that pitch? Yeah, um, I felt like I was searching with it um, for the most part with all my pitches. Uh, just felt like probably not the best mechanics um it's really out of whack and then uh the slider definitely wasn't there so i had to rely heavily on the other two pitches i know these past couple starts you've faced some pretty offensive potent lineups do you feel that the home runs just location has been the biggest issue maybe for you uh location getting in bad counts i feel like um a lot of it comes from me hurting myself and putting myself behind in counts and going 3-0-3-1 uh having to throw a fastball on a fastball count and getting hurt 
So, um, I mean, location, uh, command of my pitches before leading up to that, uh, I feel like a, you know, a couple multiple factors leading into that. The third time since coming back from the break, less than five innings, just where, how are you feeling physically and just seeing that, knowing that you've been pitching, you're pitching eight first half, just anything you've noticed different since from first half to now? Um, I mean, nothing I can, I can spot. Um, I wish I knew I would change it right away. Um, to be honest, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, we're, we're trying to work as hard as we can. Uh, obviously, it's been frustrating. Um, four of the five outings haven't been the way I wanted them to, um, and it's just more frustrating. Uh, just knowing that we're in a tight wild card race and not being able to come through for the team, uh, I feel like that's the most frustrating part. But um, I'm, you know, we're we're working in between bullpens, playing catch, trying to figure it out, um, trying to get that feel back so, to go as long as possible. This might be related to being sure mechanics being out of whack. What in particular have you been able to pinpoint, or is that part of? I mean, it's just part of. Um, you know, I feel like at times pitchers, uh, you just know when you're right and you know when you're when you're not. And um, I, I can't pinpoint it right now. I just feel a little out of whack. And uh, I mean, I assure you, that's something that we're working on in between. What about the rhythm too, just on the mound? Like you got called for, I guess, that ball. Just you did obviously you've been trying quick pitches throughout the season, but just how the rhythm on the mound feel for you the second half maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel sped up to be honest with you at times. Um, probably had to slow the game down a little bit. Uh, just maybe put some more thought behind certain pitches and um, just take a couple more breaths in between each one try to get uh, whether it's the location or whatever it might be the decision making um, just kind of give myself a break I feel like we have more time than we think with that pitch clock just obviously really team, but just to be able to take them out with things like nine members of the 03 team and obviously that's a team you grew up watching just to have them in the you know the stands today yeah I mean um, it was cool to see everything that we did for them and uh, obviously it's great remembering them that um, what they did and me growing up in South Florida, I think it's um, you know awesome and great to have them back. Just frustrated how you know my performance in front of them, but um, yeah, I feel like tomorrow's a new day, so just have to move on. All right, right back at it this afternoon. It's going to be a 4-10 first pitch. Sandy Alcantara pitches for the Marlins. I've got Marlins on deck at 3:40. Additionally, Kyle and I will be at the Biscayne Bay Brew Hall. It's going to be a three o'clock inside corner with Jeff Nelson as we celebrate the 2003 World Series team. Unfortunately, Nelly was on the other end of that. But as always, thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.